and welcome. I'm Uri. And I'm Rifki, and you're listening to Talking Tathless, the podcast where we talk about Jewish life and life in general. So Rifki, Joe Rogan is back in the news. We talked about him on the podcast a while ago, and he, he's the person that everybody either loves or loves to hate, I think. Hmm. Which I category mean, are you I in? Guess, <laughs> if, if I'm going to have to be one of those, I mean, I guess I'm, I'm not the biggest Joe Rogan person. I mean, I've listened to a lot of his episodes, and I actually enjoy listening to him, and there's a lot of... Uh, I don't know. I find some value in it. He's not my favorite person. Mm-hmm. I don't even want to say that. He seems like someone fun who I like. Kind of want to hang out with because mm-hmm. he seems like kind of a fun person. I don't know. Uh, what, what do you think, Uri? What do you think about Joe Rogan? Yeah, well, pe- listeners should refer back to um, our episode where we um, talked about him. He's a he's a very interesting phenomenon, and he has the largest audience of any media show of any kind he has 11 million regular listeners and that's more yeah. than any tv we turned show or Spotify podcast. down so they went to joe rogan <laughs> right. know, for that exclusive and now in case pe- for people who are not familiar he was first in trouble for what is called covid misinformation um he's had on a number of guests who question the vaccine or question different elements of of covid and the lockdowns and whatever and he has people obviously who are very pro all of that stuff also um i, I recently listened to the interview we did with sanjay gupta from cnn which was really interesting mm-hmm. um but people were very upset at him for that he doesn't call himself anti-vax but he's not vaccinated and he questions certain elements of the vaccine especially when it comes to children and things like that and now more recently in the last few days um a clip came out that was actually already on youtube for years but it just gained more publicity of like a whole um, montage of him saying the N-word on the show. But mm-hmm. I mean, all of the context, it's acknowledged by everybody. The context was not in a racist, like he wasn't calling someone the N-word. He was like talking about the concept of the N-word or things like that. But nonetheless, that is still very uh, problematic these days. And so a number of famous artists, including Neil Young and Joni Mitchell, have already removed their music from Spotify. And uh, it's a whole uh, big controversy relating to cancel culture and uh, that whole thing. Yeah. Good synopsis, sir. (laughs) Thank you. I think it's honestly, I think um, I think a a few days ago when this whole thing started, I kind of just thought it would be over very quickly. Mm -hmm. And it's kind of taken on a bigger life. I still feel pretty confident that it's going to... And I'm not saying that whether it should be over or shouldn't be over, but it feels like this is very news cycle-y. Like it feels like... You don't think he's going to be kicked off or canceled? No, it makes too much money for Spotify. Well, I mean... At a certain point, though, it wouldn't be their choice. They would just be forced for to. Sure, for sure. At a certain point, they, they would do the financial calculations and say, you know, people right. are either going to... But but I don't think we're anywhere near that. He makes them so much money. It's right. like, it's crazy how much. Well, he's their biggest content producer, and they made like a $100 million deal with him just a year and a half ago. So it would definitely be a huge hit if they had to remove him. Yeah, I mean, no offense to, to Neil Young or, or Joni Mitchell, but, you know... <laughs> They're no, they're no an ex-MMA <laughs> um, announcer, ex-host of Fear Factor, a hush of person like that. I yeah. mean, how could, you, how could you do anything else? Well, I mean, we, we talked about Rogan like many months ago, and that was like that big piece in the New York Times that was like, I called a hit piece. You didn't think it was as much. But people have basically been trying to cancel him for years. And so this is just one more chapter in that saga. But it's interesting to follow. Yeah. It's interesting. But it's to also not just trying to cancel him. Like there are also a lot of articles just about basically you should cancel and leave Spotify for other reasons, right? That they are unfair to artists and it's, uh, you know, it's really just doesn't pay for itself. And, you know, they get pennies on the dollar and all of these things. Um, well, so yes, but are, that's a totally unrelated it's, it's issue. Always, yeah. 
But I'm saying it's always, it's always what happens, right? Because it's like something happens and it becomes a, a story and people co-opt it for the issue that they care about. Mm-hmm. So if the thing that they care about is COVID, this is a COVID story. And that's why it, there's evil. And if there's a racist element, people who that, – that that's their issue, this is what – or if it's a, a tech thing or if it's a music – like, you know, everyone creates it. Everyone turns it into their story and it no longer becomes about what actually happened. Or mm-hmm. what actually is going on? Like there, you have so many people who are like, cancel Spotify, go to Apple Music instead, cancel, and it's just like, wait, oh, hold on, wait, well, what are we even talking about? Like, what is Apple Music doing that's so amazing? Like, it, right, well, for the, the reasons that you said, muddled. that you said, that I, I don't see why Apple Music would be any better than Spotify. Do they pay the artists more? No, that's totally exactly the same thing. Right. But they happen to not. I bet when Joe Rogan signed his deal with Spotify, Apple Music was like, or Apple, then their podcast was like, oh crap, we should have, we should have done that, you know? Right. So, you know, and I'm sure everyone still, still does feel that way. But I don't know. I mean, honestly, we could always, we could have a larger conversation about cancel culture. But to me, this feels like kind of, it feels sad. It feels like there are things about Joe Rogan that I find to be upsetting. There are things about Joe Rogan that I find to be really positive. Overall, is he a better uh, a positive in the world or negative in the world? I don't know. I don't know. I mean, hopefully he's a person, hopefully positive. But I think the, the overall message of canceling, quote unquote, as opposed to educating is not the healthiest, you know, maybe approach. Mm-hmm. Hello, friends. Um I'm making this video to talk about the most regretful and shameful thing that I've ever had to talk about publicly. There's a video that's out that's a compilation of me saying the N-word. It's a video that's made of clips taken out of context of me of 12 years of conversations on my podcast. And it's all smushed together and it looks fucking horrible, even to me. Now, I know that to most people, there's no context where a white person is ever allowed to say that word, never mind publicly on a podcast. And I agree with that now. I haven't said it in years, but for a long time, when I would bring that word up, like if it would come up in conversation and stay, instead of saying the N word, I would just say the word. I thought as long as it was in context, people would understand what I was doing. Like that context was part of the clip we were talking about Red Fox how Red Fox said that word on television in the 1970s and how times have changed so much since then or about how Richard Pryor used it as one of the titles of one of his albums. But I do hope that this can be a teachable moment for anybody that doesn't realize how offensive that word can be coming out of a white person's mouth in context or out of context. My sincere and humble apologies well i think that's a great segue into today's topic also relating to race and relating to cancel culture we might get back to the joe rogan thing in the future in the meantime why don't we talk about this issue perfect so as we mentioned briefly in our previous episode last week the women on abc's the view were discussing the tennessee school board that voted to remove mouse which is a graphic novel about the holocaust from its eighth grade curriculum Whoopi Goldberg spoke up during the conversation to assert that the Holocaust was not about race, and then she repeated this idea a few times. Here are a couple of clips from the original segment on The View. I'm not sure that they don't use the naked part 
as a kind of a uh, canard yes. to throw you off from, from the I fact agree. that they Maybe. don't like history that makes white Maybe. people look bad. Mm-hmm. Well, white, this is white people doing it to white people. Yeah. So and this yeah. is, you know, y'all go fight amongst yourselves, but don't, <laughs> you know. Well, also, if you're yeah. going to do this, then let's be truthful about it, because the Holocaust isn't about race. No. No, it's well, not about maybe race. Maybe ethnicity. It, yeah, no, it's Jews about a different it, race. But it's it's not about race. It's not about well, race. What is it about? Because you, it's about man's inhumanity to man. That's what it's about. But it's about white supremacy. It's well, about but it's not, it's not about But these are two Roma. white groups of people. Well, they How do we have to black people see them as white? And they but you're missing the point. You're yeah. missing the point. That night, Goldberg went on The Late Show with Stephen Colbert, where it was assumed that she would apologize. But instead, she doubled down. Here's a clip from that interview. Well, I think one of the reasons why the people might say, and again, I, uh-huh. I, I, uh, I am... I'm not Jewish and I'm black, right. but as someone who understands, uh, you know, what I've read of how the op- Nazis operated, when they found out that you were of the Jewish race, right. that's, that's why they'd make you wear a star yes. so they could see you So and they could identify you. you. Yes. But my point is they had to do the work. If you see, if the Klan is coming down the street mm-hmm. and I'm standing with a Jewish friend and neither one, well, I'm going to run. Mm-hmm. <laughs> But if my friend decides not to run, they'll get passed by most times because you can't tell who's Jewish. You don't know. It's not something that people say, oh, that person is Jewish or this person is Jewish. And so that's what I was trying to explain. And I understand that not everybody sees it that way and that uh, I did a lot of uh, harm, I guess, to myself. And people, you know decided I was all these other things. I'm, I'm actually not. Have you, have you come to understand that the Nazis saw it as race? Well, because they might, like, well, asking the Nazis, they would say, yes, it's a racial issue. Well, see, this is what's interesting to me, because the Nazis lied. It wasn't. They, they had issues with ethnicity, not with race, because most of the Nazis were white people, and most of the people they were attacking were white people. So to me, I'm thinking, how can you, how can you say it's about race if you are fighting each other? Pretty bad. <laughs> she did a lot of harm to herself. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I, I wanted to point that out also. Ugh, so painful. <laughs> so later that night, Goldberg did apologize, first on social media and then on The View the next day, but the damage had already been done. Kim Godwin, the president of ABC, released a press statement later that day which said, Effective immediately, I am suspending Whoopi Goldberg for two weeks for her wrong and hurtful comments. While Whoopi has apologized, I've asked her to take time to reflect and learn about the impact of her comments. The entire ABC News organization stands in solidarity with our Jewish colleagues, friends, family, and communities. So, Rifki, what should we make of all this? Were Whoopi's comments anti-Semitic in any way? Did she just misspeak? Or can we just blame the whole thing on inadequate Holocaust education in America? And what about the, quote, punishment? Do we agree with that? What does this whole episode say about cancel culture? All right, well, we already know the answer to that. We decided that earlier with Joe Rogan, so we don't even need to address it. Fundamentally, like, I don't know, I think I probably am with many of our listeners, though I, maybe I'm wrong, and or I'm really curious to hear what you think, that I watched and I listened to all of these pieces, and the whole time I just felt myself 
curling up into myself, cringing, cringing. of pain. Mm-hmm. Like, it was so nebuch almost. Like, I'm like, you... I really don't think she meant anything maliciously, but, like, so misinformed, I think, is the right word. This, like... And what's so sad about it is that I think she represents so many people who just don't understand, mm-hmm. right? Like, they, she's not trying to be hurtful, and she's not trying to be incorrect. In her mind, Jews are white, right? And I understand where she's coming from in saying that, and she doesn't have a deeper understanding of what... And, like, to be fair, why should she? Like... We are not as important as, as we think we are, right? Like, she, she has a total, total misconception that Jews are white, right? And if we think, like, take a step back, right? This um, Nazi ideology, which obviously talked about Jews as a race, right? There's no question. That was in a lot of the right. – and the line that many people are talking about is the opening to the graphic novel Mouse, which is a quote from Hitler talking about Jews as a race. Right. The quote is, the Jews are undoubtedly a race, but they are not <laughs> human. That's literally how the book opens. Yeah. Which is hilarious because they're talking about, oh, my God, people should read Mouse. And I'm like, sounds like... Right, which, by the way, she Mouse. obviously didn't. <laughs> yeah. Or if she... I mean, no one would well, remember like, I, I assume she lie, didn't. But, like, it's funny. But, like, um, I think, like, a lot of people are like, wow, like, we definitely should not be uh, taking Mouse out of the curriculum. Yeah. It sounds like it's, like, you know, double down on it. But this idea of, like, it's funny... Nazis saw Jews as like the scum of the earth, right? They are Dafka, not white. They are the, the worst and they are the lowest possible race. I don't even know if lowest is the, is the right way to say it, but it, the, the absolute worst people mm-hmm. you can imagine, right? And like absolutely not white, right? Then you have sort of like anti-Semitic language that talks about not exactly the opposite because I don't even think we could put them on a scale, but talking about like Jews have all of the power, right? Jews control the weather. Basically, Jews, Jews being the, the paper, ultimate white media. people. Right, exactly, exactly. So there's something so funny about it in that like we don't even – I can't – we can't even put ourselves into those categories because it's so unhelpful. But the way other people perceive us as either like the white of the white, the white Sheba white, mm-hmm. or we're like the anti-white, right? So like there's something like – it's like – Well, that's always I don't how know, like, anti-Semitism works. It's those right, polar right, opposites. But, but, but who's right? No one's right because we are none of those things. We are kind of a race, right? And, and I imagine that if you asked Whoopi Goldberg, and I could be wrong about this, but if you asked many kind of like – uh, uninformed or Americans who just don't really know so much about it, you would say, okay, what are Jews? Like, they're religion. But according to Nazi ideology and according to, to many, especially modern conceptions of Judaism, if you're not a religious person at all, if you're an atheist, whatever, whatever, that doesn't mean you're not Jewish. You're still part of Judaism. So what is Judaism? Race also doesn't exactly map on, right? The, these This language isn't useful right. for talking about Judaism. And that's something that we talk about internally and we debate and we try to understand and we talk, oh, Judaism is a, what is is a, a nation. Okay, so what does that mean? Question. Yeah, and, uh, yeah, yeah. It, Whippy didn't come up with it. Yeah, okay, so maybe we're like a tribe or the, it, it's it's complicated. So to, to say like, I, I don't, I don't blame Whoopi Goldberg. I mean, maybe I blame her for, for doubling down and for that awful Stephen Colbert appearance. I mean, uh, uh, like never, never, never. She did a lot of harm. To herself. Yeah, yeah, to herself. Yeah, like, like, just say, I, I, oh, God, poor Ruby Goldberg. Okay, fine. But, like, what I also think is interesting, right, and this could be its own topic, honestly, but uh, Jonathan Greenblatt, who is the head of the ADL, came on The View the next day and was part of that whole, like, apology conversation, right, and talked about uh, why Whoopi Goldberg was wrong. And then she's talking about, oh, like, oh, there's, I'm glad this happened almost because there's so much I had to learn and blah, 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 whatever. Um, And the ADL, which we actually didn't talk about, Uri, um, they changed their definition Mm -hmm. of 
uh, of racism. Well, right? they changed and it and then they changed it back. Exactly. Basically. Right. So, but what's kind of funny is that, and let's actually like, uh, let's actually quote this. The ADL, which is the Anti-Defamation League, right, which is uh, focused a lot on protecting and helping Jews, but also is about fighting discrimination and racism uh, in the larger context mm-hmm. as well, not just about Jews. Um, they changed their definition of racism. I think it was about like a year, a year and a half ago. Well, it was post George Floyd. Okay, right, yeah. So uh, after the whole George Floyd thing happened and a lot of organizations were trying to think more critically about race and about how w- what they could do their part and you know, everything like that, they changed their definition of racism to be, quote, the marginalization and or oppression of people of color based on a socially constructed racial hierarchy that privileges white people. And then there was more language also about a combination of systems that advantage white people and for people of color cause widespread harm and disadvantages in access and opportunity. So what people have pointed out, and I think kind of fairly, is that under that definition, what Whoopi Goldberg said is not crazy because the definition that they Well, ADL it's not that it wasn't using, crazy. It's that it's the same thing as ADL was saying, which also might be crazy. Right. Using that as a framework, right. what she's saying is an out of left field. It's using yeah, the ADL's right. framework, right? That like if racism is about people of color and race is defined by color and Whoopi Goldberg is perceiving Jews as white, which is obviously a, a you know, a simplification, but by and large, especially in America, it's not crazy. If you look at people, like her KKK analogy of like, who's going to run away? Like, it's true. Like maybe I'd run away, but like Jews don't know that I'm Jewish, that, that she's not wrong about that. So under the ADL's new definition of racism, right? Like, it's not like what she said is, is coming out of nowhere. So, <laughs> but like, it makes the ADL look a little bit it's embarrassing because after George Floyd happened and they changed the definition, now after the whole Whoopi Goldberg thing happened and people were like, hey, this is what we warned you would happen, the ADL changed their definition again. And they now added, they're not just talking about race, now racism also can relate to ethnicity. Mm-hmm. So now I guess it's including this wider definition. But it's funny that they had Jonathan Greenblatt, who's the head of the right. ADL, on The View to talk about it when you also have people criticizing Jonathan Greenblatt and the ADL for this yeah, exact it's issue. a mess. So bottom line, Uri, is like, and I'm, I really want to hear, hear your thoughts. I feel like I just rambled for so long. I, I feel like what Whoopi Goldberg said did feel incorrect and very cringeworthy, but also... I don't think she exists in a vacuum. I think that these things are complicated and in America we do a very poor job of it. But I also do wonder, like, how much time should we be spending? Like, in the American public school system, should we be spending so much time talking about these critical conversations about what category Jews fall into, blah, blah, blah? Like, I I don't know. Like, we're a tiny percentage of the population. I don't know. So what are your thoughts here? Okay. Well, first of all, you you brought up the ADL. I I think, I mean, I don't... (laughs) strongly have a problem with the ADL, but I think it's pretty clear that since Jonathan Greenblatt took over over the last few years, they've taken a very hard turn to the left. And I think that change of definition was clearly clearly just to pander to progressives, basically, which may be a good strategic decision because you don't want to be seen as a right-wing thing, mm-hmm. I guess, in the media, and the media is pretty left-wing. But anyway, that was like just a silly definition for a Jewish organization. And I mean, forget about Jews. That's saying that a black person cannot be racist against a white person. And it's also saying that a white person can't be racist against an Asian person. It just, it's such a narrow thing. It's not for today. It's for maybe for a different time. What is semantics also part of it? This whole thing about race. Um, Whoopi's statement or statements for uh, first on the view that on Colbert, it was like every single sentence was like so problematic on multiple levels. 
you know, and even on Colbert when she was like, and now I understand, this wasn't in the clip that we played, but she's like, now I understand that a lot of Jews do see themselves as a race, as if what was upsetting to them was that she said they're not a race and Jews are like, no, we are a race, which is like so mm-hmm. not the point. I don't know any yeah. Jew that says we are a race. The point was that the Nazis saw us as a race. And then what she does say, which was so, so just dumb, was like Colbert was trying to help her. He's trying to like, yeah, give her a softball and, and he's like well but don't you understand now that the nazis saw them as a race and she's basically like well the nazis were wrong because they're not a race so therefore no <laughs> like it's just so silly but obviously she, so okay so so what you were saying obviously Whoopi is misinformed grossly misinformed fine but i think leaving it at that is really letting her off the hook in an unfair way because just based on the words that she said and assuming the knowledge that she has based on her own you know, statement and words, what she said was at least very insensitive. That in the context of the Holocaust, where she herself right. was talking saying... About how, you, talking yeah. about Mouse. Talking about Mouse, talking about the Holocaust, how six million Jews were murdered, and then this example that she gives is if the Klan is coming for me and a Jewish friend, I have to run, obviously. But yeah. my Jewish friend will probably just be passed by. Well, obviously six million Jews did not were not able to use that strategy in Europe. Right. So clearly there's more to it than that. And then also what she says, like, yeah. you know, you can't... Also, I just yeah. want to add, it was even offensive, I think, like, bigger than that, because she also said six million people were killed and i'm like no six million right, jews right, were killed right. 11 million people were killed you just erased five uh-huh. million. Like, right it's okay, like that's, offensive to other people too it's offensive to everybody literally and then right and Equal then opportunity and the, but even what you said rifki i want to push back on something that you said where you're you said like well she was kind of right that like you know people can't tell i'm jewish are you saying that when you first of all for you in particular i'm not saying you as opposed to me but like for yeah. many of us especially in the religious world for if I'm wearing a kippah, if you're wearing a skirt, whatever it is, like, no, people actually can tell that we're Jewish, whether it's from our clothing, whether it's from our facial features. And even if that's not true, just like she said, the Nazis were wrong, that the Jews are a race. It's obviously a thing that not only Nazis have said, Jews joke about it, but it's obviously a thing that is said that Jews have big noses, Jews have this, Jews have that, like physical characteristics are spoken about when, in regards to Jews, whether it's accurate or not, that is something that is spoken about. So to just dismiss that as if, like, obviously we all know Jews look exactly like everybody else is also just, uh, you know, just not accurate. Yeah. Whether it's, I definitely don't yeah. think that, that Jews look like everybody else. I remember the first time I went to college, which early, like, I, I did not go to a Jewish college, and suddenly I walked onto campus the first day, and I'm like, why is everyone blonde? Okay, so, so there yeah, you go. So Jews you acknowledge that, right, okay. So yeah, I'll, but... but but that's not the point but that's not yes of course and that's not the point either what bothers me about this whole the way people are reacting to this is like I really feel like I agree with you that I don't think Whoopi Goldberg was maliciously trying to attack Jews or the Holocaust or anything like that I just think the charitable understanding or like impression is that she was just very, very insensitive. And again, back to that story that she brought, like the example of the the the, the clan coming after her and a Jewish friend. The clear implication, and I I was wondering, I, I watched that view clip, the entire clip, a few times. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to understand. I was trying to understand. Maybe you have an idea. Why did she bring that up in the first place? Nobody else was talking about the that clan. No. Why did she bring up the in the conversation? Wasn't the clan and Colbert. Yes. No. In the conversation about Mouse. Why did she? feel the need to assert multiple times by the way though 
the Holocaust was not about race. Right. Why well, did she so need to say I, that? Maybe I'm misunderstanding, and I would want to watch it again, but I think that she herself got derailed. I think the point she was trying to make was that let's not make this about race. Let's make this about but human But nobody nature, was making it about race. Nobody said that. I understand. I understand. But she, I think she wanted to say, like, let's make sure that we're on the same page about what's really, this is about human evil and the potential for human destruction, blah, 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 blah. And, like, that, I think, is where she suddenly the conversation shifted in a way that I don't think she anticipated. But nobody else was, she wasn't responding to somebody else. She brought that up out of the blue. Right. No one else used the language of race, but I think that's the, I think that's the context that she felt like she Mm -hmm. was like, even though I think you're right, this wasn't like an explicit thing. I think that's what she felt well, she was bringing to the right. conversation, and I think that really turned it. And even like, like clearly, they start playing the music very quickly. Like, no, everyone was like, "Stop!" Well, stop, she was getting stop, pushback yeah. from her co-hosts, which I at yeah. least commend them for. Um, but I think the 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 clear, or to me, the clear way to understand why she said it, it was like she was responding to a point in her head that is maybe that she's heard or that people could have made but didn't in that conversation and for me putting that together with her example that she gave on Colbert about the clan coming after her and a Jewish friend like I think there's no other way to see it and again I don't call this anti-semitic I would call this just very very insensitive is that she's basically saying just so everybody understands Black people have a lot more to fear and worry about than Jewish people. And racism against black people is unique, and it's not like anything else. And yes, the Holocaust was 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 bad. I don't agree with it, but like let's let's keep in mind what the real danger is. I think that's pretty clear, and people didn't want to acknowledge that. I don't. I haven't. I didn't really see that anywhere. And what was upsetting to me was that when everybody was quoting, like, what did she say that was so bad? Almost everybody quoted the part that Jews are not a race. Uh, and the Holocaust was not about race, but very, very few people were quoting or talking about the part when she said it was just two white people fighting with each other. You know, which is like right. Two white people, groups fighting with each other, the Jews and the Nazis, it was like a battle. Like, that is so yeah. preposterously cruel and insensitive to say and to let her off the hook and say, oh, she's just misinformed, I think is just does not do justice to a response. I'm not saying she should be canceled because I don't believe in cancel culture. Like, I, I agree with Jason Greenblatt. It's more important to educate than to cancel. And this could mm-hmm. be like a teachable moment both for Whoopi Goldberg and for the culture at large that is very um, ignorant of many aspects of the Holocaust. But I also think we have to talk about the actual insensitivity, to say the least, of what was said and not just gloss over that part. Yeah, I think that's fair. And I think that what you're saying rings true to me. Like, look, well, neither of us know what's in Whoopi Goldberg's, you know, brain or in Whoopi Goldberg's heart. But I think what you're saying, that's sort of like when sh- when we talk about making sure that um, – the Holocaust is taught appropriately in schools and blah, blah, blah. And she very clearly, along with the rest of the hosts of The View, thought that Mao should be part of the uh, curriculum for mm-hmm. these Tennessee public schools. I can understand why in her mind, right now, there's a lot of battles, right? There's uh, critical race theory. There's a lot of conversations that are happening about education and public schooling in America. And part of the conversation is this constant battle about how you talk about race and how you talk about specifically race when it comes to black people and white people. So I could very much imagine that what you're saying is true. She's referring back to pre- probably, I've never seen The View, but probably previous conversations they've had on The View about CRT, right, whatever CRT is, that could be its own topic, right. and about race and about how you teach about slavery and how you teach about uh, the, his- the the civil rights movement, like, so all of these things and how they affect schooling. And for her, she's saying, like, 
talking about the Holocaust is one thing, but if you're thinking of it as a, as race and you're saying like, oh, we're teaching about race, we're teaching about like racial tension, whatever in schools, don't miss out on what's critical for like American students to be thinking about, which is fine, the Holocaust is important. Yes, 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 keep it in also, but talking about black and white and the history of racial tensions, racial tensions, that that feels like white people, the, the white people fighting each other, racial tensions, the the way that white people have treated black people historically in America. So I think I think what you're saying rings true to me. Again, neither of us exactly know. But Uri, I wanted to actually bring up a different point that okay. I'm really curious about uh, that we haven't actually mentioned, but that like Whoopi Goldberg, and this has come out in a lot. One of the things we talked about last week right, is we I asked, Whoopi Goldberg, is, like, is she Jewish? Jewish? Yeah. yeah, like what's the deal? And then. Um, but Whoopi Goldberg, we, I looked more into this. I assume you did as mm-hmm. well, Uri. Um, Whoopi Goldberg has no Jewish ancestry. Right. She's changed her name from a totally non-ethnically you know, ethnically Jewish name. It's like a, her name was Johnson. Karen Elaine Johnson. Yeah. The most generic, honest, like the well, most generic Well, that's why she changed American it. It's too generic. Imagine. Yeah. So, so she said that she, per, yeah, she I, has said that she specifically adopted her name to have a Jewish sounding name because she identifies with Judaism. Right. Can I actually, and I don't know yeah. what that means. Can I read she, a paragraph from Wikipedia? Or is that yeah, what you're reading please. this from? Okay. No, 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 I'm not. Go ahead. Okay. Wikipedia, it's pretty early on in her page. She says, about her stage surname, she claimed in 2011, quote, my mother did not name me Whoopi, but Goldberg is my name. It's part of my family, part of my heritage, just like being black. I just know I'm Jewish. I practice nothing. I don't go to temple, but I do remember the holidays. End quote. She has stated that People would say, come on, are you Jewish? And I always say, would you ask me that if I was white? I bet not. One account suggests that her mother, Emma Johnson, thought the family's original surname was, quote, not Jewish enough for her daughter to become a star. Researcher Henry Louis Gates Jr. found that all of Goldberg's traceable ancestors were African-Americans, that she had no known German or Jewish ancestry, and that none of her ancestors were named Goldberg. Okay, that's on Wikipedia. So, I mean, this just adds to the problematic of of her whole thing like i like that word thank you yeah to use the to pull the race card and say like well of course i'm jewish would you ask me that if i if i was white but then she's not jewish like i think that's i mean if nothing else offensive and damaging to actual black jews yeah i i I actually found that this whole like weird jewish thing so i personally found much cringier than her comments about the holocaust because comments Mm -hmm. about the holocaust feel like upsetting but ignorant, and you mm-hmm. can educate people out of ignorance. Something about this feels so much more deeply upsetting, and I can't even put my finger on why, but this idea of claiming an identity, which is completely not yours, and then kind of acting offended when people doubt right. it, even though it's not actually legitimate, right? Like, is it's just weird. really uncomfortable. Like, imagine if, like, I, you know, if, if she had said even more explicitly, like, oh, I wanted people to think I was rich, so I gave myself a Jewish name. Or, like, <laughs> it's, it's, it's very, very, very uncomfortable. She even, I read that in 2016, she, this actually made me laugh out loud, in 2016, she designed a Hanukkah sweater for Lauren and Taylor. That's amazing. <laughs> like, like, they went to her what? and said, hey, can you design yeah, this for they're us? they're like, oh, good, good, good. And, like, yeah, she's a name, she's whatever, but, like, what? Yeah. That's insane. And like, it reminds me uh, in a different way, obviously, of Rachel Dolezal. Do you right. remember the, Rachel Dolezal? Yes. Like, so Rachel Dolezal was a white person who was basically masquerading as a black person and said after she was found out uh, that she uh, was not just representing herself as a black person, she felt like her soul mm-hmm. fit better right. as that identity. And she was ridiculed. That's, yeah, 
ridicule—it was—not just ridiculed like, "Oh, you're an idiot." Like clearly, there's you're a horrible, terrible person. But yeah, what you're doing, what you're doing to try to co-opt an identity of a persecuted minority that has their own pain and almost a pride associated with their history is deeply, deeply hurtful and offensive and upsetting. And that feels like what Whoopi Goldberg doing. So I feel Jewish. I don't practice. I never actually. I don't know much about the history. I'm not actually part of the part of the group in any way, but I feel Jewish. That that's that's hard. That's hard yeah, for me. It's weird, and uh, I don't. I wonder. I wonder what, if anything, is the connection between that whole piece of her and then this piece. You know, even if she was pretending to be Jewish, if, if, I assume she has good feelings towards Jews. I, I really don't think she's anti-Semitic. So then it makes it even, in, in a way, harder to understand that she'd be so insensitive towards yeah. victims of the Holocaust. Um, but also, like, wouldn't you imagine, like, she, she talks about, like, feeling connected to Jews. Like, why, in her conversation on The View, didn't she say, like, look, now I feel a very strong affinity to the Jewish people. Like, why didn't she say any of that? Yeah, she didn't say any of that. It she was, was very just dismissive. Like, uh, right. It's very... It's honestly, it felt to me so weird. Well, which goes back to what my take on it, which is I really think on some level, what she was really saying was, let's keep in mind that racism against black people is the real problem. That's the real thing that people have to worry about. And anti-Semitism, while bad, is not is just not in the same category. And what's so bad is that it was in the context of a conversation about the Holocaust. But what I want to say, I've actually, I think I've said this on the, on the podcast before, we're so, you know, our current culture and our discussion and thinking about race, it's so tied to oppressor and oppressed and to privilege. And the whole concept of privilege is like such an intricate part of the way so many people see this. The reason why anti-Semitism just doesn't work in any of these categories for a lot of reasons, but one of them is that like the Jews in Germany, let's say specifically, because obviously there were a lot of poor Jews in Europe and Eastern Europe especially, but like the Jews in Germany were at the pinnacle of society. M- not all of them, but many of them were very, mm-hmm. very privileged by today's definition of that right. word. They were, you know, the doctors, the lawyers, the, the leaders yeah. in so many realms. into the high class. Yes. Absolutely. And first of all, that was used against them, that like, hey, they're controlling the world. And second of all, the point is that didn't help them. They were murdered just mm-hmm. like every other Jew um, and gypsies and other people that the Nazis mm-hmm. murdered. But obviously they were specifically going after Jews. And so the point is when you're thinking about anti-Semitism, and this might be part of the misinformation category, to be fair, Whoopi might not be aware of that or never thought about that or whatever. But like, it's just so central to anti-Semitism, which is that like so many people in America look at Jews and look at the success of of Jews in America, Ashkenazi Jews, let's say, also because they look white, and say, like, they can't be discriminated against because they're so successful in this country. They have so much privilege, and those two are incompatible, oppression and privilege. But what we see from the history of anti-Semitism in the last century, it's like, obviously, that's not the case. And that's, I guess, part of the education that just, like, is so clearly lacking um, when it comes to these discussions. But by the way, okay, we also haven't really talked about Mouse at all. It's just uh, something that I wanted to bring up. Have you Have you read the book? I never read the book. No, I never read it. Did yeah. you read it? So I didn't. Were you offended by all the nudity? Well, so two things I wanted to say about about that. Um, one is that I remember we both went to Mariah for elementary school. Mm-hmm. I remember seeing that book on the shelf and maybe people were talking about it. Or like I knew it was a thing that was people were reading. And I remember like looking into it. Like I opened the book a little bit and I was like scared. Like it was very like creepy yeah like i was i was yeah. a kid that's but why i didn't read it i was i was i was scared it, it was like it, i remember i i had a similar experience yeah I was like i don't want to read it this. looked scary it and so the out. thing i wanted to say about that was like 
this Tennessee's board, like, you know, we include in the clip when Joy Behar said, like, the board is just trying to ban books and they're doing it because they don't want to read anything that makes white people look bad. I think that's so ridiculous. There, there are 22 states in America that require Holocaust education mm-hmm. in elementary school right. and high school curriculum. And um, Tennessee is one of the 22. It's the minority of the 50 states. And Tennessee is one of the ones that requires Holocaust. And they're not banning the book. They removed it from the curriculum, which I don't think was the right choice. But they're not stopping to teach a Holocaust education. They're saying replace it with something else. And we have to figure they have to figure out what that is. But like, I think that that whole thing was... I think they did. They're they're doing the Diary of Anne Frank. Okay, so I think that was a mischaracterization. And I think clearly part of like this whole culture war of like white people in the South are obviously white supremacists and racist. So if they say anything that sounds like they're pushing back against the Holocaust, it must be because they're denying the Holocaust and whatever. I actually then wanted to read the book once this whole thing came out and we were going to be mm-hmm. talking about it. So I went on Amazon and it was actually sold out. And I went on like four. I was going to say, I, were you yeah, able to find a copy? I went on four other websites. I couldn't find it mm-hmm. anywhere, which was like, okay, yeah. Art Spiegelman, the, the author, like good for him. Yeah. He's, he's selling a lot more books. And which is what happens. He, when and he's like on all over the news. Right, like right, right. You know, so like, well again, the book was not actually banned, but like that is what happens, especially in today's day and age when you try to shut something down, it just gets more popular. And so I definitely right. do want to read Read it. And if by the way, an extra copy, uh, it goes to back it. to exactly the conversation that we we're that we we're having about Joe Rogan because people are using this whole mouse story as a way to tell the narrative that they want to tell. Like, oh, right. it's, it's, I knew exactly what Tennessee is about. I know exactly right. here are the problems with education. Here, like everyone's using this to fit into their story. And I think I and I'm with you. I do think that this was the wrong call, but I also think it's a lot more complicated than any of the spins are allowing it to mm-hmm. be. I said something that I feel a responsibility for not leaving unexamined because my words upset so many people, which was never my intention. And I understand why now. And for that, I am deeply, deeply grateful because the information I got was really helpful and helped me understand some different things. And while discussing how a Tennessee school board unanimously unanimously voted to remove a graphic novel about the Holocaust, I said that the Holocaust wasn't about race and it was instead about man's inhumanity to man but it is indeed about race because hitler and the nazis considered jews to be an inferior race now words matter and mine are no exception i regret my comments as i said and i stand corrected i also stand with the jewish people as they know and y'all know because i've always done that so, I mean, there, there, there's obviously more to discuss, but of course we want to talk to all of you about it. So please, please, please be in touch. Join the conversation on our Facebook page, Talk and Talk Us Podcast, and send us an email, talkandtalkuspodcast at gmail.com. And if you haven't yet, go to Apple Podcasts and rate and review us five stars if you feel comfortable. We'd love to have them. And talk about why you like us or talk about why you hate us because it's the best way for new people to find the show. Thanks as always to Drive-In Productions. They're the sponsor of this week's episode. And thank you to Triple Threat Trio featuring Rage Brigade. They are the official band of Talking Topless. Bye, everyone. Zygazoons. Zygazoons.